Welcome to the Visionaire Edit Podcast, where we hear the stories and journeys of trailblazers, game changers, and tastemakers, where vision, power, and purpose meets conversation. Hosted by myself, Vanessa Rokais. Let's get started. Hi, Visionaires. Welcome to your weekly dose of the Visionaires Edit Podcast. I have a special guest for you all the way from the States. She is the strong, the bold, the fearless and determined motivational speaker, life coach and founder of I Am Me, an enterprise which inspires people to go further. She is also the author of Just Unwrap It, a life-changing book about discovering your purpose from within. I'm not finished introducing her. She's also the public figure of the monumental, life-changing, trailblazing hashtag MeToo movement. Ladies, I am talking about none other but Shakaidra Roberts, all the way from the States, on a Navy base at the moment while she talks to us. I can't believe this. I can't wait to get into this episode. At times, some of this sounds a bit pitchy, but she drops gems and bombs that will change your life. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to meet you. Thank you for having me. I think it's awesome. Any platform where we're able to share what we do for the world and how we impact the world and how we do good to just people. You know, it's important that we use what we have to do good for people. That's what I'm all about. So I'm just excited to be here and meet you. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, what I always start off asking in the podcast is what is a quote or a mantra that you live by and why? The quote or mantra that I live by is this too shall pass. <gasps> I love that. I've got that tattooed on my back. <laughs> yeah. Because we go through so much in life. There's so many things we encounter. But guess what? It's all temporary. Yes, it's a challenge. Yes, it's pain. This is me. We go through bad relationships and friendships and just trauma, but this too shall pass. Continue to see the light at the horizon. Continue to see the light at the end of the tunnel, because baby, this too shall pass. You know? I love so it. I'm gonna, like, yes, I'm going to face challenges. Yes, I'm going to go through things. Yes, I'm going to get knocked down. I may get pushed in my face, but guess what? This too shall pass. When I get up, wait till you see me on my glory. Wait till you see yeah. me on my I love that. I feel it like who you are, where you're from, what do you do, so some of the listeners can get to know you. Yes, of course. So, of course, as you see me, I'm, I'm, I'm still at work. Um, it's about 2 p.m. over here in Washington, Seattle. I'm from it. Dallas, Texas, and um, I, I, I'm a Navy, I'm an engineering officer, so I run about uh, 80, I have about 80 personnel that work for me over the engineering plan of the ship, so the ship can't move without me on it, you know. And uh, I've been here for about 12 years now. Wow. Uh, I'm a motivational speaker, life transformation coach, and actor for the Me Too movement as a Me Too public figure. Uh, just dealing with molestation my childhood from about the age of 5 to 14. Um, a little different about my story is um, God saved me at the age of 20 and kind of started my journey in understanding forgiveness and how it works for my peace. A lot of people hold on to their story, but they don't give other people peace for themselves. Yes. So I was able to actually talk to, you know, the person who victimized me and say, you know what, I forgive you and let you go for me. Wow. You know, I don't have no I don't have no hatred. I want you to live your life because yes, you did something that caused me pain, but hurt people hurt people. It yeah. wasn't even, you know, something that we can go back and change, but I still want you to live a life. 
life of peace. I want yeah. you to live a life of love. I wish no bad upon you. I just don't want you to do what was done to me to somebody else. You know, we want to stop the pain. We want to stop, you know, the the, the hatred. We want to stop the anger and create a world of peace. The only way to do that is you give others peace so you can see peace. And that's one thing that kind of makes my story a little bit different than what most people hear because some people can't face the person that hurts them. Yeah. Some people can't even forgive the person that hurts them. And I really preach, like, if you really want eternal and internal peace, you have to give it first. You have to give a full face and a full turnaround, you know, give what it is that you want. I want my peace, so I got to give that peace, too. And realize that hurt people hurt people. Yeah, you hurt yeah. me, but she was hurt, too that's so powerful and so courageous because I went through something similar while I was at university and that's overcoming for me I that's why I got the tattoo dish too shall pass on my back because I was kind of releasing myself from that person that I couldn't find to have that conversation with and forgive them face to face how what would you say to other people who are facing such things I would tell them that remember why you're doing it a lot of people, it's like, well, what if they say this? Or what if they don't apologize? Or what if? Remember that you're doing it to give peace, not to get a response. Yeah. Don't give anything for a response. Do it because you want peace. You want to let it go. You want to get it off your chest. If you remember that, after you say what you have to say, guess what? It's over. It's done. The peace yeah. is there. A lot of people go and search for the right answer. There is no right answer. You can't take back that pain. You can't. There is no explanation for why people inflict pain. Only yeah. thing there is is understanding that there's life after pain. Yeah, that's true. I really felt that when you were saying it. It took me back to somewhere that I wish. So you're so inspirational. I love it. So how do you feel that's kind of like molded you into the person you you are today? Because when I think about it, I tell people, um, I, I, I do this kind of thing with some of my clients as a coach. And I'm like, what's the most painful thing you've ever been to? That thought right there, that thought that literally comes, that trauma, that experience, that bad relationship, that mom, dad, anybody, that painful. Remember that you got over that. That's why you were able to think about it. Yeah. Your most painful moment is in the past, which means you overcame and you conquered it. If yes. you can remember your most painful moment, you don't think about anything else. The fact that I conquered molestation means that nothing else in this life can tear me down, break yes. me down. I conquered the most painful experience. Therefore, there's nothing in the future that can beat that. There's nothing in the future that can top that, which means there's nothing in the future that can stop me. I'm going to I'm, I'm win because I already won. So yes. no but to win. I love that. I love that. So what made you become a public figure of the Me Too movement? What made you speak up? I went to a conference. I was stationed in Japan for about six years. And I went to a conference and I got up and told my story. It was a struggle. But when I did, about 30 to 40 other women came up after me that were way older than me. Some mid-age. I was in my 20s still. And I'm 30 now. But I was like, you know, I saw that other people needed courage to speak. And I was like, I want to be a voice for the voiceless. I want to use my story to give other people a voice. Love yes, it. it may be shameful sometimes. It may be embarrassing. It may be hard. But if it takes my sacrifice to save, help save other people, I'll do it. Yeah, if it that. takes my voice to give hundreds of other people a voice, I'll do it. If it takes me so that you can break through, I'll do it. It's all about being able to put yourself on the front line so other people can be can get to the front line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So it's all about 
you know, the Me Too movement especially is about creating a voice for the voiceless. Yeah. Somebody, some young lady, some young male is saying, man, I wish somebody would listen. And I want them to always see somebody and see themselves and say, you can be that too. 100%. I love that. I've a hundred percent. So let's talk a bit about your career as well um, and get into that because I really want to know where this journey takes you from being such a courageous 20 year old to give your life to Christ. First of all, actually, what made you give your life to Christ at 20 years old? At 20 years old, man, I, I was, I was suppressing so much pain, anger, hatred. I was drinking, smoking. I was trying to figure out the Navy. I was seeking love in all the wrong places. I was looking for people's approval because I didn't approve of myself. I was looking for people to accept me because I didn't accept myself. It was just, and so God really just came to me and was like, you know, it's time for a shift and a change. And immediately it was really like I was in the club on New Year's one night. I remember this, like, you can't come back to this place. And I was like, hi, what is this? You know? and it was <laughs> God, it was that moment. A lot of people don't believe, but I had that moment where God was just like, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen right now. And of course, I'm still on my journey, but it was like, when I didn't have nothing else, God, like, you literally saved me, because that molestation could have killed me. I was suicidal, so um, I had thoughts, and I, 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 I was looking for another pain, so I was dealing with pain at home, so I became a cutter, because I felt like cutting myself wasn't as bad yeah. as what I was going through. So I was seeking another pain outside of what I was already going through. So I just got to a point where uh, I, I, I wanted to feel free. Feel yeah. free in my spirit. And I'm like, the only good thing that I know is to, to try this spiritual faith on me. And I, once I started it, there's no turning from it. And I know every morning mm-hmm. that I wake up, I have a purpose. And I learned that my pain has purpose. I learned that my life has purpose. I Amen. learned that I am unconditionally loved and I'm fearfully wanted to be made and I'm the head and not to tell and I'm above and I believe and that he does have plans for my life of good and not of evil. You know what I'm saying? It's a mutual destiny. You know, Ooh, so you taking us to church. No one else can tell you anything when you know that. When you exactly. digest that, you feel that, there's nothing you can tell me to take away what God has to me. Because it says once you're in the palm of his hand, nobody can take you out. So I don't care how many betrayals, I don't care how many people set me up. Yes. Your betrayal is still part of my eternal life. You can't do nothing because God got you. Yes. I love that. So would you encourage people to take the step step towards faith or just believing in something higher than themselves? Yes. Believe in something. I remember someone said, just follow me. I said, that means if I follow a person or a thing, I only can go as high as your mind. Yeah. But if I think of someone higher than myself, then I'm thinking of somebody who can see me outside of me. Somebody that can see me outside of themselves. I tell people, you know, even though I follow Christ, believe and have faith in something. You know what I'm saying? That's higher than yourself so that you're not making decisions just based on your feelings and emotions, but allowing somebody else to really direct and order your path and give you guidance. I love that. I love that so much. But where you brought up in the church, so tell me about young Miss Roberts of the Navy. Was she brought up in the church? What was her life before? What were her dreams and aspirations? You know, grandmas, man. Grandma, you know, somebody said, Ma, somebody pray for me. Yes. Yes. I know my grandmother prayed for me, you know what I mean? We knew of God, we had the experience of God, 
and I just knew like where my foundation was, my seed. We wasn't, you know, all active. You know, we got to a place where we wasn't as active, but God was still there. You yeah. know, we knew the, we knew the basics, you know. So yeah. that's kind of what we leaned on. We knew the basics. And um, so my, my mom, you know, my brothers and sisters, I'm the youngest of three. I uh, lived up, you know, mother, single mother home. Um, rough neighborhoods, just a typical yeah. story, but my mother did everything she could to provide for us and give us what we needed, and we, we lacked nothing. You know, we lacked nothing. So every child has a story. Everybody has a story of what they went through. I tell people, you want to know who people are as an adult, think about what, they, what they've what gone through as a child. You yeah. know, your child can tell you a lot about a woman or a man now. Definitely. So, I, I was athletic. I was, you know, top 10% of my class. I wanted what? to go to the WBA and go to college. You know, God had a different plan for me. And I ended up in the service at 18, went to Japan for six years, been to Cali, been to so many different countries and continents. And it's been a blessing. My plan was didn't match God's plan. And that's what everybody, I encourage everybody to understand. Is anything you think of, God has something greater and better. Definitely. Anything that comes to your mind, God has something greater and better. And that's what I've seen. That's how I've seen my life. Whatever I thought of, I thought was great, was only good to God. You know what I mean? It was level one, basic. What's that um, term that they say? If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> that the army was the place for you. Oh, the Navy actually chose me because I remember being in high school. Like I said, I was going through so much. And really, I was trying to skip class. Like, I was trying to skip class, and the recruiter came and got me. He was like, come take this test. And I did really good. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're going. And I was oh, like, no. uh, you know, my mother, I don't want my grandmother and my mother to lack anything. So mm. because of that, I'm like, I want to make sure they never lack. Yeah. And that's when I made the decision, like, you know, put my plans on hold and go do something that's going to take care of my family. Oh, that's amazing. And how have you found it being a black woman in the Navy? Because that's a Ooh, lot. Girl, it, is, it is a challenge because when I'm in a male dominant, being an engineer, I'm in a male dominant field. But, you know, God has put me in the room. I remember when I used to fear men and he put me around amongst men and said, you don't have to fear them, you know, yeah. because I was hurt, you know, by them. So um it's been a challenge because you are tried you are tested you are you know people want to know what is it about you you know what i'm saying so yeah. it makes you different so you're constantly having to prove yourself and stand out which is important um but it's 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 a challenge i enjoy because i'm able to share with other women especially black women and guess what we get challenged we get yeah. tried and we get tested but guess what we pass baby we come out on top so yes that so much every time someone says sky's limit i'm like no 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 there's space there's heaven we gotta keep reaching (laughs) don't get me started (laughs) so are you seeing a change in the increase of black women joining the navy yes you do see an increase because there's so many opportunities especially in the medical field Mm -hmm. uh, like there is no limit like there's no limit for women in the service. You can do whatever it is you want to do as long as you have the mind and, and um, determination to do it. There is no restraints. There's nothing like you just go out there and be great. 
Oh, wow. So now women can just get up and they can apply and then they should go for it. Oh, that's amazing. You you have all rights to do whatever you want to do. There is no limits and that's what I enjoy. So when did you decide to pivot into like motivational speaking and being a life coach? Because you're always on tour, right? Um, I'm always I'm on deployment sometimes, but when I'm on land, I do everything God allows me to do. He opened up those doors and IME is impact, inspire, motivate, impact the world, uh, teach people to aspire to be a better version of themselves, and then motivate others to duplicate it. IME, I am who I am. Be who you are. Authenticity yes. is impactful. And teaching people that you can be who you are and be loved. You can be who you are and be accepted. You can be who you are and be successful. You just got to do it. You just got to believe it and receive it and digest it. And then regurgitate that thing into others and allow them to eat at the table with you. And so when I am on land, I do, you know, the speaking and the coaching. And it really started because I've been asked so many times how and this. And so I really made it as a business and a legacy for myself and uh, for my family. And, and I love it. I enjoy it. You know, multiple hats. But whatever yeah. God, whatever doing God open, I say yes to the will and yes to the way. And you just keep going. oh that's amazing so do you feel like later on maybe when you get time like would you think that you would leave the army and become a full-time motivational coach yes i have uh, 12 years i want to retire so i'm gonna do 28 more years so i'm gonna do this i'm gonna balance both but once i retire i'll be doing this full-time wow Oh, that's going to be powerful. It's going to be a different change for you, but it might be time because God might be calling you. What if he calls you earlier? Are you going to go? It's time, it's time to go. If God said hang it up today, I'm hanging it up today. You know, let's go. I'm ready to go. Whatever it is, because there is nothing that God, if you you can't put God into what you're doing, but you can get into everything God is doing because you know it's going to be successful. So many people take a step and then they pray instead of praying and then taking a step. think has been your biggest hurdle in your career so far both the navy and with becoming a life coach and motivational speaker and with your business i think the biggest thing is credibility everybody doesn't know who you are until you speak and walk into a room yeah it's about walking into the right room and seeing the issues or the problems and becoming the solution we all when you look at i tell people we're problem solvers there is a problem that god has for you to solve yeah. You know, you just have to figure out what that is. And I tell my clients that you're a problem solver. What? We have to figure out what problems can we solve. Exactly. You know, I have an online course. It's called uh, IME University. And it takes you to the focus. It's a 12-week course. And it's me coaching. I do um, coach, coaching calls uh, monthly. Uh, with, with my with my students, and then it it's, it really is twelve uh, twelve weeks of me taking you how I went from pain to purpose, building wow. that platform, building that seed, and you, that's on my site for anybody listening. You want to experience that? It's on the university, Definitely. but it's www. or just type in Trakeisha Robertson. It's on my website. Uh, even inbox me like I'm, I'm big yeah. on social media nobody runs my stuff i love interacting with people oh, amazing and i love like i don't want a middleman i am the middleman you know what i'm saying yes so, you have to be at the forefront there you go so 
um, we really talk about that pain and the purpose, and and that's what it's about for me is um, you're a problem solver. Yeah. You're a problem solver. What issue in the world does God have for you to solve? That's amazing. I'll definitely be linking all your information uh, when this podcast is live and so people can connect with you. So what type of steps do you take them through over 12 weeks? Are there like significant like targets that, that people need to reach if they yes, want we, to? I, I really break it down to five elements. We expose your pain because a lot of people don't really identify with their pain. Yes. They, they talk about the surface, but not really the scene. What yeah. is the pain? And then from that pain, what is the truth? Yeah. Have, have you really found the truth in your pain? Like who you really are behind your pain? You see what I'm saying? Definitely. And then we say, okay, well, what's the gift in that? What is the, the purpose and the gift? You have a gift, and that's all our book is about called Just Unwrapping. Yeah. You're saying that you have a gift, you just haven't unwrapped it yet. And how would you feel if you gave somebody something they never unwrapped it? That's how God feels. He gave us something, and we just refused to unwrap it. And then we talk about the path. So we expose the pain, the truth, the gift, the purpose, and the path in those 12 weeks to see, like, if you understand your pain and your truth, you'll see the gift and the purpose in it, and then find that path of which your gift should be used. That's when you execute purpose. Purpose is a move. Yeah. But it's gift and path connected. You know what I'm saying? So if you find those things, you can execute those things. For those who don't know, what is the di- what, how would you define the difference between a gift and a purpose? Because a gift is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I have this gift, like if I have a gift of, I'm a fisherman of many men, I have a gift that, that pulls in people. My purpose is to execute that gift. With no execution, I just have a gift that's not used. Purpose is the path, it's the way I move yeah. and which means I have an intentional, uh, I, I'm intentionally doing something active. Yeah. I, I, a gift is something I have to activate. Yeah. You activate the gift, and that's when the gift goes from just being a gift to actually being a purpose. Because you're doing mm-hmm. something with it. You're yeah. producing something. You're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And the thing about a gift is if I have it unwrapped, I don't understand the value because I don't see what's inside of it. Yeah. If you really want to understand your value, you have to unwrap your gift and understand your purpose so yes. you can truly see your value. And that's why people devalue themselves. They don't know their worth because they really haven't unwrapped their gift to see what the value is. In the gift. Yeah, 100%. So what do you think is the most common reason people fail or give up? Because somebody never loved them through where they are. Ooh, it's that's like deep. Ooh, they don't feel good enough therefore they don't see good enough mm. they don't feel good enough so they don't see good enough they don't feel love so they can't see it Ooh. you cannot give something that you do not have if you yep. do not know yourself how do you give yourself if you do not love yourself how do you say you love others exactly if you do not forgive yourself, that's why you can't forgive anybody else you have to be able to get and then give Yes. Some people have been backwards. They give so much that they don't even know how to receive for themselves. Hundred percent. I feel like I've been, yeah, I've definitely been there sometimes myself. So, yeah, what would yeah, you do? Yeah. To, what would you do to encourage people? Like, how do you get out of that frame of mind? Because sometimes that giving spirit is because you feel like that's your God's purpose. So, how do you identify when there's a line? The line is when you are saying no in your head, but yes out your mouth, that is not purpose. 
Yeah. But when you love what you do and do what you do, no matter what the price tag, the sacrifice, and you, it's a heart's desire. He said, yeah. I will grant the desires of the heart for those that love me. When it is a desire, it don't matter what the cost is. Is she? It don't bring pain. It don't bring strength. Like, when you do it because you love it, there is no strain. Yeah. But when you do it to receive, um, when you need affirmation or you need, if you're doing it to get something, then it's no longer purpose. You're doing it for something else. So the moment you say yes at your mouth, but in your mind and in your heart, you really don't want to do it, that's when you have to reevaluate. That's a lot. Yeah, I like that. So what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned in life? The most important is that people are not perfect. Yeah. Including yourself. Yes. So I I receive the type of pain from somebody else, but somebody may receive a type of pain from me and may not tell me. Yeah. So a lot of us feel that no, I don't want to forgive this person, but what if somebody didn't forgive you? Yep. I hurt people. I just didn't hurt them in the same capacity I was hurt. And sometimes we forget that. Hundred percent. So how do how does one identify? with hurting somebody else if they haven't been vocalized that's the thing you don't know until somebody tells you and that's that keeps you humble it's really a mechanism and a tool to keep us humble you don't know who you hurt yeah you don't know who needs you to forgive them or you need to ask forgiveness from them yeah you know that keeps us humble if there's somebody who is a victim to me being a victim Exactly. Whether it's emotion, relationships, no matter what that is, somebody is a victim to my hurt. I didn't yeah. do what was done to me, but somebody's hurting because I got walls, or I didn't trust, or I wasn't honest, or I didn't know what I wanted. Whatever the case may be, somebody is going to hurt from you. It just may not be to the same magnitude, but there's still forgiveness that needs to be had. Yeah. And I tell people, don't treat people how you want to be treated, because some people don't know how to treat themselves. You treat yourself how you want God to treat you. Ooh, that's deep. That's a new one. No one's ever really said that at all. Yeah, yeah. Don't treat. I don't tell people no. Don't treat people like you want to be treated because you don't even treat yourself with enough love and respect. Treat people how you want God to treat you, and I need God to forgive me every day, love me every day, see me past my faults, correct my deficiencies, detour me when I get on the wrong path. Like, I need Him to do so much. That means I gotta be able to hold myself to that standard. Yeah. God says, don't. You can't ask him for something you're not willing to do. That's true. So, like, the mental health aspect in the Black community is pray about it. Don't talk about it. How do you feel like you're contributing to the change? The change is because God gave gifts to many people. You can pray about it, but he's going to send a messenger for you to talk about it. Yes. Because suppression is not good. God has messengers. He has angels. He sent doctors and nurses and therapists and counselors and coaches to help us. Therefore, they're gifted. They're not just people. They're gifted to help us in where we are. God created the world so it works together as a mechanism for the kingdom. Understand the mechanism. That's why he says you can't say the foot or the arm or the head. There is many parts but one body. There's many parts. There's many careers. There's many different there's so many different lanes in the world to help us build the body. So talking about it is helping you build the body because you need to get it out. You need somebody who specializes. And so when you pray about a thing, God sends the messenger. He sends the angel. He sends the, 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 the help. You know, from which my help comes from. You know, I look to the mountaintop. God sends you the mountaintop. Sometimes it may not look like 
what we want it to look like, but this is what it is. Wow. So how do you manage to balance both of this, like have your full-time job in the army and manage being a transformation? So you say, how do I balance? Because I love what I do and God, when he builds you for something, he gives you the same energy for it. So I yeah. can do, I can work 12 or 13 hour days, leave here, go to a vision workshop, leave there, go to a Me Too event, like, because he gave me the energy to do it. And when it's truly your purpose and your gift, you don't get tired. It's true. He gives you balance. And I still have my circle and the people he put to pray for me and to cover me and to watch over me. He puts everything in place. But God is never going to allow you to do something he didn't already prepare for you to do in the first place. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. So what tip would you give to somebody who is struggling at the moment to, they, they feel like their career is to become a transformation coach or a life coach or to get into the army what type of information would you give them it's do it until god stop you yeah like if it comes to your mind do it because the thing about it what's so great is say you make the wrong choice he makes wrongs right yes even if he was not the wrong choice he's going to divert you to something else so do it you try everything until he tell you to stop trying try everything until you get it do it until you get it Try it again. Do it over. Do it over and over and over and over until you get it. I tell everybody and I tell everybody this. You do it until you get it right. And you'll know when you get it right because you'll be at peace. I love that. Yes. So, like, I don't even know. You just said so many powerful things today that have really taken me back. Talk more about your book. Let us know more about it. Just wrap it. Just start wrapping. Just start wrapping. It's on our site. It's also on Amazon. And it really me telling you about my story and how I unwrap my gift. And sometimes our gifts are wrapped in pain. That's why yep. we don't see the gift because it's wrapped in pain. You gotta <laughs> stop looking at the wrapping paper, unwrap it, and see it for the gift that it is. And don't think about, you know, what other people's gifts are. Sometimes we spend so much time coveting or looking at somebody else's gift that we don't see our own. Yeah. So I really focus on unwrapping your gift you have a gift you've been praying to god about something you've been praying to god about an answer you've been praying and praying and god said you already got the answer you just don't want to see it because it don't look like what you want it to look like you don't yeah. come from where you come from you already got what you need you just need to unwrap that thing and i saw that earlier as well you had written a poetry book before that yep it's called what's the word word and okay. it's literally before i came out um with my story when i was mm-hmm. 25 uh, that's when I came out with my story. Um, but before that, I wrote poems that it was, it wasn't that I was a ghostwriter. I was really just writing out my pain because I wasn't ready to voice it yet. So I, I wrote it through poetry versus just speaking about it. Yeah. And so that's what What's the Word Work is about. Because a lot of people voice, they, they, they start writing usually before they start talking. Yeah. That's what before they get confident with talking, they, they write a lot first, and that's what most people do. Yeah, oh that's amazing. So as a visionaire, what would you say is like what did you foresee as your purpose when you were younger and when did that change for you? Was that the change at twenty? Yeah, yeah, that was the change at high school when I thought I was going to the WNBA and I was gonna be this athlete and baller and <laughs> you know, that's what I thought I was gonna be and now I know like you know, I'm in school right now uh, to be a psychologist so that I can be a me too, Ooh. like a therapist for trauma patients, you Amazing. know, balancing, balancing school and, and work and then, you know, my passion. So 
it's just as time comes, God has always opened a different door that I never saw, and I walk through that door because if it's there, it's a purpose in it. So my thing is, don't get stuck in what you see right now because it can change tomorrow. That's amazing. So is that what you would tell your younger self? Yep. Yep. Just because you see it today doesn't mean that's what you'll see tomorrow. I thank you so much for all of this wisdom. Is there anything else that you'd like to add on the end? Like, I feel like you've, take, you've taken us to church today. I feel like you've changed my life. I feel like you've given me some strength. So, like, is there anything you would like the listeners to know? Know that you're beautiful as you are. You have to own your beauty. You have to own your gifts. You have to own your love. If you don't, somebody else will tell you what the value is instead of you understanding and setting the value for yourself. People will only treat you how you allow them to treat you. Always give because it's what you want to do, not what you have to do because you owe no man but to love him. You can't repay somebody. You can't restore some. You can do nothing for anybody but one, pray for them and love them. If this goes beyond that, then it's up to you. Don't feel like you need someone's approval. You already have approval. You're approved of every morning you wake up. And I really want people to know that networking and building a circle of positivity and love is important. No man is created to be alone. We are all in this together. And the stronger your circle is, the stronger you are. You know what I mean? So Jesus didn't even do it by himself. He had disciples and we're still disciples. So um, it, it shows you and it's evident that you need a circle. Create and build your circle that matches your vision definitely and I, like i said thank you for having me I, I love doing things like this if there's ever a need you know you got my contact info you got my contact too yeah, so we can we're gonna do great things and, and move forward and whatever you got going on i want to see what you're doing i love people that's creating a movement for change and positivity that's that's a big thing for me like i said as soon as i'm in england i want to do women empowerment <laughs> come i host so many events yes i'm, I'm telling you i'm coming you invite me out i'm coming and, and it's about touching it's about changing lives one day that's what me please keep me in mind whatever you got going and plan i'll come over i'll attend i'll support i'll speak whatever you need you let me know you got definitely I got you. I got you. And if you need me, please let me know. I will be down there in America. No problem at all. I know. I got like one last question for you. What does it mean to be a visionaire? To be a visionaire is being able to see beyond yourself. When you are a visionaire, you don't just see for you. You see with a big picture. You see for the world. My vision to create a voice it's not for me i have my voice it's to create a voice for others yeah visionaries are people that see beyond dreaming you see beyond what seems perfect or right your vision is usually what somebody else would be like that's too big that's what visionaries do we create and we see things beyond the world beyond the flesh it's a spiritual thing yeah the vision your vision has to be beyond you yes i love that thank you so so much so just tell the people where they can find you again on social media online on facebook instagram linkedin shakidra roberts or www.impactaspiremotivate.com please reach out i'm always open to connect i love talking i love sharing so please don't be reserved let me know um if you need anything um, 
it's over on this side of the world in America. Everybody's dealing with COVID, so stay safe, stay safe, stay prayerful, and invest in your art and your creativity right now. Use this time Amen. to create because once we are come from under this rock, it is your time to shine. Amen. How are you coping? I forgot to ask. How are you coping with oh, COVID? I'm coping because you see, I'm still going to work. I'm still going to But y'all stay safe and thank you again so much. You stay safe over there. Like I say, we're connected now, so we'll be talking more about the future. Definitely. Bless this and I'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Take care. Woo! Guys, she took me to church. Did you hear that power, strength, and purpose come through? That's God's work right there. I felt that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe and all the details will be in the info. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.